Hello and welcome to episode 500 of the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. It is your home for classic monsters, modern talk here on Monster Kid Radio. What's up, everybody? I'm your writer, host, producer, Derek M. Cook. I'd like to welcome you to this bumper episode, 500 episodes of the podcast that I'm only able to do because of you. I thrive off of your energy. I am here because you guys and gals have helped support the show, whether you download it, you share the post, you tweet about it, you tell people about it, you write about it, you nominate it, whatever it is you do, you make it possible for me to feel like I can just keep on going. I'm excited for this week's episode for a couple of different reasons. Of course, we have our regular segments. We have Mark Matsky with his Beta Capsule Review, taking a look at another episode of Ultra Q. And Kenny's here with his look at, well, something. And then, and then, and then, ladies and gentlemen, oh boy, we have over half an hour of you guys and gals calling in with your favorite memories, comments, commentary, and maybe even a few gripes about the past 500 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. I've been going through all of them. Most of them are voicemails. We had a few emails come in as well, and I took those emails and the one note that I had and fed them to the monster in the machine. So it'll read those in the big montage of audio clips that I'm going to be playing here in a little bit. Now, that's not all this episode is. It would be kind of self-serving if all this episode was was everybody calling in to tell me how great Monster Kid Radio is. So instead, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you something that I've had in the hopper for a very, very long time. The last time that I went to Monster Bash. Now, obviously, this past summer, there was no bash. But the year before, we played a whole bunch of the Classic Five. And when I say we, I mean more than one, two, three. There were over ten of us playing the Classic Five. And it was all recorded on five different microphones. So what I've done is my absolute best in taking all of that audio and making it sound as good as I possibly could. Now, for the most part, my audio comes through okay because I was wearing a little lavalier mic, you know, a little microphone you can clip onto your shirt. So I didn't have to worry too much about that. However, the other microphones aren't necessarily designed for omnidirectional recording. So they were being passed around the table. I was riding the volume and gain knobs, trying to make sure everything sounded as good as possible as things were coming in. And then of course, in editing, I did everything I could as well. It's not gonna be perfect but it's gonna be monstrous. And what I mean by that is I think you're going to find in that recording something that is brought up over and over and over again in the call-ins and the write-ins that I got regarding episode 500 in the past 500 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. And that there is a sense of community and fun. You get one monster kid hooking up with another monster kid, you got a conversation. You get more monster kids involved, you get a party going and it's a fun party where we can all just let our monster flag fly and do what we do talking about our favorite monster movies having a good time while we're doing it it really was a special night i knew while we were recording it that it was going to be well um a lot of editing but you know what going back and listening to that while working on this just reminded me of how important you guys and gals are to me and if I can be a little self-indulgent here that's really part of the reason why I do Monster Kid Radio I mean I, I love doing it for you guys and girls too don't get me wrong but it really fills something inside of me it really fulfills me in a way that 
very few projects have fulfilled me over the years. I mentioned this during my, boy, here I am making it about me again, but I mentioned this during my impromptu acceptance speech when I was awarded the Forey Award at the previous year's Monster Bash that podcasting really is a creative, fulfilling thing for me, and it still is, that I get to talk about my favorite subjects with my favorite people on my podcast. It just makes it that much better. I have so much fun putting the show together, all the late nights working on editing, all the frustration when an SD card doesn't work or I get audio bleed on that microphone or whatever. It's all worth it because you guys and gals make it worth it. I'm going to come back in on the end of the show to tell you a little bit about what's coming up next week. If I have anything lined up for next week, not that I'm not going to do a show. I just, I don't have anything scheduled yet. And of course, we'll go over the basic information, the website, the contact information. We'll talk about all of that at the end of the show as well. So here's what we've got. We've got Mark Matsky. We've got Kenny. We've got all of your call-ins. And then we're going to go to the massive game of the Classic 5 plus many, many more. And that's all going to pick up right after this. Derek and hey to all you monster kids out there Joe Stuber here from comic book central at comicbookcentral.net I wanted to take a little break here in the lair to send along my congratulations to you Derek for 500 episodes of monster kid radio man that I can't believe I'm saying it 500 episodes that is an incredible achievement as a fellow podcaster I know exactly how much work goes into producing just one episode of a podcast, let alone 500. Uh, So kudos to you, good sir, for pulling that off and for keeping us entertained all these years. I have had a blast joining you over the episodes for a look back at the scary good laughs in the Abbott and Costello monster movies. Oh my goodness, those were so much fun. Uh, Doing a deep dive with Superman and the Mole Men and partying like it's 1967 with Mad Monster Party. Well, I leave you now in the capable hands of Little Tibia... And the Fibia. It's the mommy. It's the mommy. And of course, meeting up with you a while back at Monster Bash. I hope things get back to normal soon. I hope we get through COVID-19 soon so we can get back to conventions and meeting up with everybody. Uh, and hopefully joining forces in person again soon. That was fun. On that topic, since we haven't all been able to get together in person, since we've been all sheltering in place, hunkering down in our lairs, our fortresses of solitude, our nerd caves, our monster laboratories, wherever we're at, I want to take this time to thank you for keeping us entertained this year with the Monster Kid Movie Club, the movie marathons on Twitch. My goodness, what a delightful diversion that has given us. It's given us also a chance to get together virtually, even though we can't get together in person. When I've been able to take a break from producing my show, I have had a chance to jump in on several of those weekends. I'm telling you what, I really enjoy the films. What a wide variety, too. Those are amazing. I love commenting along with the other monster kids. A great mixed bag of films. Sometimes the films are treated with reverence. Other films, let's just say it's fun to riff along with the group to those films. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing those events to us. 
looks like we're going to be in COVID world for a little while. So I think we're going to need events like this just to keep us all sane and entertained. So I thank you for bringing those to us. Uh, we're going to need more and more and more of these. So to quote the late, great Leslie Nielsen. Good luck. We're all counting on you. So congrats on 500 episodes. Looking forward to 500 more. And I hope to be joining you and Scott Morris soon for some Munster musings. So looking forward to that. Keep on keeping on, brother. All the best. Hey, Derek. It's Rigor here from Then Is Now Podcast and the East Meets the West. I just wanted to send you a congratulations on your 500th episode. 500, man. Wow. That's like 3,500 in dog years. I just wanted to thank you, not only for your years of podcasting and entertaining me, but also for your personal support that you've given to me and my shows. You're definitely one of my inspirations and one of the reasons that I do podcasts now, and for that, I shall be eternally grateful. So here's to another 500 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. Keep up the great work. All the monster kids they know About their favorite podcast show Now there's 500 shows of MKR 500 shows, 500 shows 500 shows, 500 shows Now there's 500 shows Congrats on 500 episodes. I truly enjoyed the last episode with Robert Kelly and I have every intention of getting to Ultraman 80. Take care. Mark. Derek, it's Anthony Wendell, the writer of the handbook for surviving a giant monster attack and Santa Claus conquers Manos the Hands of Fate. I'm calling in to wish you a happy 500 episodes. Man, that's insane. But you put a lot of work and effort into every episode that you put out. And I know, coming from a very grateful monster kid, frankly, without you, the community wouldn't be what it is. And, that, and I want you to take that as a great compliment. You take care, sir. And I want you to have another 500 episodes in the future. Peace. Hi, Derek. A big congratulations on episode 500. I've been lurking around since the early 300s and MKR has become an oasis of monster goodness that I look forward to week after week. With the podcast and now the Monster Kid Movie Club, you do more than provide great entertainment, you've created a happy little community where Monster Kid radio heads can freely share their passions, and where Halloween never ends. As I've said before, you're doing Godzilla's work. Stay safe and keep up the great work. Your old Uncle Swampy. Hey Derek, it's Chris McMillan from The Shadow Over Portland just calling to congratulate you on your 500th episode. Bravo! That's me clapping in the background. Great job, sir. I mean, you've been hitting it every episode as far as I'm concerned. You've got great guests, great topics. I'm sure everyone's saying the same thing, so I'm not going to just keep repeating it. Just You do such a great job. It's so much fun to listen to. I always love it. Um, I love the additions you're bringing in. Kenny's Famous Monsters of Filmland is so much fun. It's just, it's so enjoyable to have you on my earbuds while I'm working in the mornings 
listening to people talk about classic and not so classic monster movies. It's wonderful. Speaking of it, as I said, I love the additions you're adding in. The classic five, I play along all the time whenever you bring it out, bring out that deck with your guests. The uh, social distancing Saturdays, oh man, that is so much fun. And I know it's so much work for you, but we really appreciate it. You know, it's it's so great to get a chance to watch some classic monster movies with friends and and that is one thing i do have to mention you have brought a whole lot of people together through the podcast as a listener interacting on facebook have met so many wonderful people it's so great to talk to them when i can't because we can't get to monster bash or anywhere else it's just like hanging out in someone's living room and just having a great time and and you make it all happen sir thank you Thank you so much. And I also want to thank you for allowing me to be part of MKR History. I mean, I've been able to be a co-host on a few of your episodes, and it's always fun. I, I can't tell you how much I love getting together with you and anyone else, like uh, Dominique or, 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 or Tracy when we were t- and Steve when we were doing the creature thing. I mean, just just getting a chance to talk on the podcast with you about some of the movies that we both love is is always a thrill and i really want to thank you for letting me be part of it anyway i don't want to drag this on too long um i hope to be listening for the next 500 if it if you go that far but i'm sure you'll never run out of great classic and not so classic monster movies to talk about um anyway this is chris from shadow of portland signing off and saying congratulations on episode 500 Hey Derek. Congratulations on MKR number 500. It only took 499 episodes to get there. I first discovered MKR after you won your Fourie Award at Monster Bash in June 2019. I figured if Ron Adams thought enough of it to give you a Fourie, it must be worth checking into. I listened to one episode and was hooked and have listened every week since then. I've also watched most of your movie marathons as well. Many MKR podcast discussions have compelled me to watch some movies that I knew about but never actually watched, and the marathons have introduced me to some I'd never even heard of, like The Beast from the Beginning of Time and Strangler of the Swamp, as well as the Mimiverse films and those of Ansel Farage and a few Joshua Kennedy films I'd never seen, not to mention the Turkish Star Wars, what a hoot that was. I really appreciate all the hard work you put into making these shows so enjoyable and entertaining and informative. They are especially welcome in a year in which a huge void was created by not having our beloved Monster Bash. Again, many congratulations. My comments on your next 500 episodes are written down in the future, but they haven't arrived yet. Hey Derek, it's Ed Sizemore here from Richmond, Virginia, and I just wanted to congratulate you on 500 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. Uh, A few years back I tried my own hand at podcasting. And so I know how hard it is to come up with weekly content. But not only do you come up with weekly content, but you come up with great content and an enjoyable show that's high quality that I love to listen to every week. And then on top of that, you do such amazing stuff on Saturdays with the Monster Movie Kid Club. Uh, I just love being part of that community, seeing the stuff that you find. And uh, you're an amazing researcher. Those regional films that you found made by Monster Kids, those are just a delight to watch. And when you factor in all the episodes that you did for 1951 Down Place and the episodes that you did for Mail Order Zombie, 
that's just an amazing commitment to podcasting. If there's ever going to be a Mount Rushmore for Monster Kids, I'm telling you, Derek, your face is going to be up there. And just in addition to all this amazing podcasting and live streaming, you built a community of uh, people who can come and talk about any of the, the genre cinema that they love. And that's not to be taken lightly to create a community of people who um, feel loved and supported uh, by each other as they talk about their favorite hobbies is, is something that you should be really proud of. And I hope that, uh, you know, anytime that you're feeling down or you're wondering, you know, what you're putting out in the world, just remember that, that you're putting this podcast and this community out in the world. And that's a phenomenal thing. Thank you so much. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate everything you do for us. Hey, Derek, this is Scott Pliskin. Congrats on reaching 500 episodes for MKR. I've been listening every week since I discovered the show, thanks to your Ronda win back in the day. And Dracula doesn't need to warn me about spoilers, because I always watch the movies ahead of listening to the episode. And as many monster movies as I've seen before, I can thank this podcast for introducing me to even more. And I've learned a lot from the show, like, you know, I never knew that Lionel Atwell was the star of Devil Doll. The Twitch streams this year have been great. Fun watching the movies while chatting with the Monster Kid universe. A lot of great viewing, even the Monster Kid Extreme movies. So thanks again for the great podcasting. Monster on. Hi, Derek. This is Jeff of the Underpracticed Disorganized Acting Company and former MKR contributor of the Weird Wednesday Report. Congratulations on 500 episodes. That's amazing. A pentacentennial is an amount that most podcasters can't even dream of. I can't say that I have a favorite episode of MKR, although being on it to talk about one of my childhood favorites, The Green Slime, was certainly a high point. MKR has certainly brought in my horizons. I'm still a junior monster kid. The classic five still intimidates me because so often, I still don't even know the subject of the question, much less have an answer. More important is that MKR has brought so many good people into my life that I can now call friends. At the top of that list is you. I'm incredibly glad to have you in my life, and MKR has much to do with our becoming friends. Peace a long life, Derek. Have fun, do good, watch monster movies. Hey, Derek. Alistair Hughes, author of Infogothic, an unauthorized graphic guide to Hammer Horror, and enormous fan of Monster Kid Radio here, calling from the future. I still don't have those lotto numbers you asked for, but I just had to congratulate you on episode 500. What a gargantuan achievement. MKR is a global phenomenon. An unmissable weekly dose of much needed shared joy about the monstrous and spooky movie genre, which we all love so much. It's an inescapable fact that when fans with passionate and inevitably opposing views encounter one another, the result can sometimes turn a little toxic. Sadly, the internet is full of these unfortunate interactions. But MKR never, ever stoops to this. Even if the film being discussed is undeserving of praise or opinions about it differ, Derek and guests always present a positive and inclusive viewpoint. MKR never forgets that the topics under discussion are intended as entertainment, not polarizing ideologies. We've certainly had enough of that this year. These movies are meant to make us feel excited, enthusiastic, creatively stimulated, 
and to distract us from the real world for a little while. But you, Derek, being the incredibly generous, big-hearted man that you are, you don't just leave it there. You allow friends, fellow artists, and guests to use your lovingly crafted show as a platform to highlight their own creative endeavors. You give We Monster Kids a voice and selflessly promote our own efforts every week. Personally, I will always be eternally grateful to you for the exposure which you gave to InfoGothic. And I know that many, many others of us out there owe you a similar debt of gratitude. The highlights of MKR are literally too vast to mention. But from my personal point of view, I've always had the absolute time of my life when you've invited my bizarre accent onto your wonderful show. But recent standouts for me have included your discussion of the film The Maze, a movie which I only ever caught the last half of because my parents overruled me and insisted on watching Michael Caine and Alfie on the other channel. I was hopping mad and almost croaked, but now I finally know what I'd missed all those many years ago, thanks to you. And the Burn Witch Burn slash Night of the Eagle episode was also brilliant, evoking happily terrifying memories of watching this one with my mother when I was very small. I always particularly love the scene where Peter Wingard accidentally erases the word not from the blackboard as he backs away from a psychic onslaught, leaving the statement, I believe, as the spiritual attack recedes. Wingard, of course, later played Clytus in 1980's Flash Gordon, a wickedly exquisite voice performance which rightfully goes down in history. And as we've circled back to voice performances, please take a bow, Derek. You are damn good at what you do. The whole world, and even the head of Rondo Hatton knows it. So I fervently hope that you do too. Congratulations, my dear friend. And may your future be bright. And I'm sure it will be, because after all, I have several hours foresight in these matters. Long live MKR. Hey Derek, this is Christopher from over at the Time Shifters Podcast and Orphan Entertainment Podcast. And I wanted to call it and drop a voicemail, hopefully getting in under the wire to congratulate you on your 500th episode. There is just no other way to say it other than wow. I mean, that's, it's an amazing achievement. I can't even begin to tell you how many movies I've discovered through your podcast, and they've all made my life a little richer. Let's be honest, some more than others. Anyway, congratulations, Derek. Here's to uh, 500 more, right? Hi, Derek. This is Kip Jacob up in uh, Cedar Illinois, Washington, a little bit north of you. Um, maybe a monster kid wannabe? I don't know. I really enjoyed the Universal Monsters when I used to watch them on Shock Theater in the early 60s back in Cincinnati, Ohio. And about a year or so ago, I came across your show, and now I look forward to every Wednesday and uh, listening to you your podcast. I enjoy all your guests and the, this, the conversations you guys have. So I want to thank you for providing that every week. And uh, once in a while, I'll drop in on Saturday to watch uh, on Twitch. And I get a kick out of that too. Um, I hope to make it down to the HP Lovecraft Festival in Portland one of these days and hopefully maybe see you and buy you a real cup of coffee instead of the, the ones on uh, 
on your Saturday show. Anyway, thanks for a great show, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hello, Derek. This is Russell down in Florida calling to wish you a hearty congratulations on your 500th episode. I just felt that I had to call in to thank you for all the hours of entertainment that you provided to all of us Monster Kids. You know, years ago when I found Monster Kid Radio, it instantly became my favorite. I moved it to the top of my queue and it still sits there to that day. I remember hearing the first episode that I heard and then going backwards to catch up on it. Your Monster Kid goodness. You know, it takes me back to the days when I was at my grandma's house on Saturdays and we'd sit together and watch Dr. Paul Bear's Creature Feature. Those were the days. I feel that every time I hear Monster Kid Radio. You know, Derek, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you make such a professional-sounding podcast every single week and all the time you must be putting into this to edit, to get the trailers ready, the music ready, all these guests. I don't know how you do it, especially with all the things going on. It's been tough for everybody, but I know that you've been having things going on outside Monster Kid Radio as well, and I just want to thank you for the for your commitment to continue to bring this awesome, awesome radio show. You know, all these extra things that have come on lately as well, like Kenny's Famous Monsters and Mark Madsky's Beta Capsule Ultraman. I love Ultraman. I'm a huge Ultraman fan, so that was a great addition. And, of course, Dr. Tongue. Just awesome that they just added to the Monster Kid goodness. You know, not only that, but listening to Monster Kid Radio has also introduced me to a whole bunch of other podcasts from the people that you've had on as guests as well, and I enjoy their shows as well, which is really cool because... All the podcasters go on each other's shows, and it's a lot of fun. So I enjoy theirs as well. So I really appreciate that as well, letting me know other podcasts that are out there. You know, you asked to pick a favorite moment from Monster Kid Radio. I don't think I could pick just one because it's just every week is just constantly full of goodness. I don't think I could pick one thing. However, not too long ago, you played a trailer for one of my all-time favorite movies, and I got real excited that maybe there's a chance you might cover it, and that's The Legend of Boggy Creek. The Legend of Boggy Creek is one of my absolute all-time favorite movies, and I know it's a little out of the Monster Kid Radio wheelhouse, as you'd say, but I think you make it work. I'd love to hear you talk about it. You know, thank you so much, Derek, for all the years of entertainment, and here's to the next 500 episodes. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, Derek. This is Jim from just outside of San Diego. I uh, just wanted to congratulate you on such a long-running show, and I love what you do. Really appreciate uh, every week you cranking them out there, and I appreciate. I really had a good time uh, when you had me on the show. I'd love to do it again. And uh, yeah, so hope everything is good up there. Here's for the kick-ass new year, and uh, keep it up, Derek. Rock on, monster on. Do more, more monsters. See ya. Brother D, this is LG Smith wishing you a happy 500th episode. Yes, I know that's not what you go by anymore, but I remember you back when and count you as a great friend and look forward to the next 500, brother. Peace out. Hi, Derek. This is Tammy Anschutz. I just wanted to congratulate you on 500 episodes and tell you how much I'm looking forward to at least 500 more. It's impossible for me to pick a favorite episode, but having David J. Skull on the podcast was amazing. One of the things I enjoy most is seeking out the books and movies mentioned in the podcast. 
from old ones that I've forgotten to new ones that I've never heard of. I know how much time and effort you put into the podcast and the movie clubs, and I just want you to know how much it is greatly appreciated. Thank you for everything you do. Take care and stay safe. Hello, Derek. It's Bill Mize from over at the Bill Watches Movies podcast and the upcoming Monsters by the Minute podcast. And I'm calling in to wish you a happy 500th episode of Monster Kid Radio. It's a bit of a tongue twister. This is truly a milestone in both your life and the show, and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you do for us monster kids, both old and young. Your show has been a constant these many years, and it's always a pleasure to download an episode, sit back and relax, and forget about the troubles of the world for a few hours, and instead worry about giant ants, flying saucers, vampires, mad scientists, and prehistoric monsters in a carefully hidden valley in the southwest. If a rising tide raises all boats, then you and Monster Kid Radio are partially responsible for the success of so many other shows, so many websites, and so many people, myself included. Never think that you don't matter. Never think that your show doesn't matter. What you do is important and loved by thousands of listeners out there. We are all in this together, and I wish you the very best in health and happiness, and I will join you in the journey to episode 1000. Thank you again for everything that you do, Derek. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Derek. Hey, group. Captain Billy here. I just wanted to congratulate Derek on his 500th episode. That's 500 more than me, man. I don't know how I discovered the show. If I'm not mistaken, it's probably the B movie cast. Although I don't really know how I remember. I don't remember how I found the B movie cast either. So, but I, I do know I started. I remember hearing the 150th episode. So I know I started somewhere just before there. And I can remember the good old days when the show was in two pieces. And I always wondered why you split the show in half. Each episode ran about 30 or 40 minutes. And I thought, well, why are you making all that extra work for yourself? Just run one hour episode. I mean, I don't know why you had to cut it in half. So. The one question I want answered before the celebration is over is why these early episodes used to be in two pieces. Congratulations, Derek. Here's to another 500. Greetings, Derek. This is Danny from Mesquite, Texas. I'd like to say congratulations on your forthcoming 500th episode of MKR. Even though I just discovered your wonderful podcast earlier this year, I've become a diehard fan. I was born in 1959, so I had the wonderful opportunity to grow up during the heyday of Monster Kid fandom. Watching television broadcasts of the Universal Monster films, or recent episodes of Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, Boris Carl's Thriller, and so on. Going to the drive-in, seeing the latest releases from Hammer, Amicus, the Roger Poe series, and our recent kaiju films, which my mom hated. Collecting famous monsters, Super 8mm films, which all led to eventually collecting autographs from so many of my horror heroes. The first being Peter Cushing in 75 through the mail, and meeting such masters as Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, Roddy McDowell, Roger Corman, Bert I. Gordon, Michael Ripper, and so many, many more. Monsters have been very, very good to me. My favorite shows on MKR are those with guest Larry Underwood, a.k.a. Dr. Gang Green. So knowledgeable, 
and so much fun to listen to. So Derek, here's to the next 500 shows. Long may you and MKR rule. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Derek M. Cook, Brett M. Stillo. You know, I never really made that M middle initial connection before. There you go. Anyway, be that as it may, we've got the Indianapolis 500. We've got the Daytona 500. There was Fireball 500 with Frankie. But that's, that's kind of besides the point. But now, there is the Monster Kid Radio 500. And I just wanted to offer you a heartfelt congratulations. That's, that's an amazing number and an amazing accomplishment. Uh, I can't think of anything worthwhile that I've done 500 times. And you've brought us 100 podcasts. Uh, I've been going over... Uh, some of my favorite memories and you know I, I can't say as I have one um, because there's been so many great episodes featuring so many great movies and so many great trailers and so many great top fives that it's hard to zero in on one but one thing uh, I do really appreciate about the show has been meeting or being introduced to so many amazing guests so many like-minded people uh, their love of classic horror, fellow monster kids, uh, people who aren't just fans. I mean, you've got authors and podcasters and makers and a lot of great, interesting people with a lot to say. And it's a great reminder that, uh, while, you know, we may never see the glory days of, uh, Universal Hammer come again, they will never fade either. Because uh, thanks to folks like you and your guests and this whole Monster Kid Mafia, Monster Kid Nation, uh, those movies will always remain in our memories. So again, uh, thanks so much. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to Monster Kid Radio 501. Also, good luck to you. All the best to you. Uh, I hope to see you at some point soon on a convention floor. That'll be great. That'll happen. All the best to you. Keep on keeping on. Hi, Derek. It's David Annandale. Congratulations on your 500th episode. I said before that listening to Monster Kid Radio brings back the same kind of joys as picking up your very first issues of Famous Monsters of Filmland back in the day. And one of those many joys is how much I learn and discover listening to the show. I wind up revisiting and reconsidering virtually every movie that you put in Spotlight, whether that's to take two recent examples, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, uh, or uh, Bride of the Gorilla. But I think the episode that had the greatest impact on me is one I've mentioned to you before, and that's episode 326, when you and Troy Howarth turn the spotlight on Invisible Ghost. Not only did you make me look at that film with fresh eyes, you turned it into one of my favorite movies of the period. I'm obsessed with that film now, thanks to you. So, thank you for that. Thank you for 500 episodes. Thank you for all you do for our wacky community. And here's to the next 500. Cheers, man. Hey, Derek. This is Cameron, a long-time listener. Uh, I think this is like my second time calling, but I just wanted to congratulate you on reaching 500 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. Uh, I know you've been asking for your favorite moments. I've done a lot of thinking about this of 500 episodes. Like, what are my favorite moments? I knew one of the highlights was your Sword and Sandal month. That turned me on to several great films, especially Goliath against the vampires. But I think what really is comes down to me of what my favorite moment is, is the fact that from the very first episode, 
you're responsible for turning me into a new generation of monster kid. Uh, a long time ago, a job I had, I had a lot of free time, so they encouraged me to listen to podcasts. So I heard you show up on an episode of the Kaiju Cast, which was one of the only podcasts at the time I was listening to. And hearing your passion about classic monsters made me was like, man, I should check his show out. So I did, and after hearing you and several guests talk for several episodes, it got me to buy the Universal box set and basically just become a monster kid now. I've seen so many movies now because of your show. Like this very Halloween, I watched several movies that you covered, like Return of the Vampire, The Flesh Eaters, or Night of the Big Heat. And I just wanted to say thank you for all that. The whole world was open to me because of your show, and I think that means a whole lot, and I just wanted to let you know that. Happy 500. Hey, Monster Kid Radio. This is Ricardo Delgado, author and illustrator of Dracula of Transylvania. Wanted to wish everyone a happy 500th episode. Uh, really love this podcast. It's one of my favorites. I particularly love the three favorite episodes, like the three favorite 1970s vampires, uh, three favorite uh, kaiju without Godzilla and Gamera in there, even though I love Godzilla and Gamera. So well done, Derek. Uh, keep up the great work. I look forward to hearing more. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Derek. Steve Sullivan here. It is Saturday afternoon, and that means I'm watching MonsterKidMovie.club. Wow. 500 episodes. Calling out because I didn't want to forget to call in. It, amazing. And I have so many memories of Monster Kid Radio. <laughs> Probably because I've appeared on Monster Kid Radio so many times that one publisher said, uh, you have to cut out some of these appearances because there are too many. <laughs> when they were doing a list of, of podcasts I'd been on. I love Monster Kid Radio. And my favorite thing, aside from talking to you, is learning about new films, learning about the films of people like Ansel Farage, and hearing friends like Christopher Mim and, and Joshua Kennedy, and, and new friends, people that I've, I've made acquaintance with through the show, and movies I've learned about through the show, though none of them spring right to mind right now. I also remember back before you started the show, you and I had become friends because of the B-Movie cast, and we were, I don't remember if we were on the phone or if we were actually doing an interview, or how it happened, but somehow you told me that you were going to move from your zombie-oriented podcast, which I listened to, into a new podcast that covered more cool stuff in the monster spectrum, and how excited I was by that, and how much I thought that was a great move for you. And I'm still excited by it, and I still think it's a great move for you. So thank you for doing this. Thank you for having a Twitch stream. Thank you for doing... 500 episodes of a show that I love and at some point I may go back and listen to all 500 of them again they're fabulous keep up the great work here's the 500 more and I'll be on all 500 of them if you want me to be Steve Sullivan signing off hey Derek it's uh, Taylor Gentry from Counterhoon's Feature Fright I just realized you are coming up on your 500th episode Dude, that is incredible. That is a huge feat in of itself. And, uh, wow, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I mean, I guess, first of all, the, uh, the most important thing I could say is just congratulations. <laughs> um, well, I, I know that that's not cursing, but that's definitely improper grammar, so I, I apologize for that. But I'm just, I'm so proud of you, because not only have you been able to accomplish that, 
getting to the 500 episode mark, but you've been able to maintain the same quality and improve upon like an already stellar quality show. You're somebody that I genuinely look up to. Uh, I've been listening to Monster Kid Radio for years, and uh, I've, I've always enjoyed the show. And I just I love what you keep doing doing with it, and in some ways expanding it. I mean, you're you're doing a lot of you know, different things outside of the podcast itself by just, you know, keeping all of us, the audience, engaged. So I just want to thank you personally for, for all that you do, uh, keeping the Monster Kid community together and uh, and uh, giving us something to enjoy and something to laugh about and something to really think about sometimes. Because uh, I know you, you bring in a, a, a lot of guests in that have a, a wide range of opinion on different movies. And every guest that's ever been on the show... I feel like it's brought something new to the table. And of course, I'm excluding myself from that. I, you know, I'm not just saying that because I was on the show at any point. I, I really do mean that. I mean, the, the rotating guests are, are are just phenomenal, and of course, the the movies that are talked about are incredible too. So, uh, Derek, congratulations, and uh, just uh, just keep up the good work. I'll be tuning in to listen. Thanks. This is Mark Doctor Tongue Peterson congratulating Derek Cook on 500 episodes of MKR. An amazing accomplishment. You rock. Hi, Derek. This is Steve Darrell calling. A long-time listener, first-time caller, and I was calling to congratulate you on 500 episodes of MKR. My Monster Kid Radio origin story was coming from Vince and the B-Movie cast, and I think my first episode was episode 200. Uh, A good one to join in on, and I don't think I've missed a week since. Uh, I have to say my favorite episode in recent memory was the one with you and the Monster Conservancy group talking about the Universal Monsters. Uh, it just takes me back to so many discussions with my friends growing up about what we would do if we had our say in making movies. And to hear professionals like uh, like you guys talking about it uh, just makes me so happy to hear it. It's just I love that it's alive and well. I love so much of your show talking about the classic and not so classic movies, all the great turf music, the classic five. They just make it so special. But two things really stand out to me. Uh, one, your show is so well made. It really just sets the bar for every other podcast I listen to. Very few people measure up. And the most important thing for me, absolutely the favorite part of it, is the joy and positivity you bring to every episode. You always have something good to say, no matter what you're talking about. And your love of these classic movies has been a constant joy for me for all these years, uh, especially this year, when I think we've all needed more joy. And I just really wanted to say thank you for that. Here's to another 500 episodes and more. I can't wait to hear them all. Take care. Howdy, Derek. This is Tom Gerganis from Go Forth and Game and the Giant Hula Monster. Here are some of my favorite Monster Kid Radio members. My favorite memory has to be, no surprise, it's number 478 when I was your guest. It was an amazing time and a super bunch of fun. And one of the highlights of my year introducing you to Bride of the Gorilla was awesome, and I'm glad I was able to do that. Another fantastic memory is... The first episode that I listened to, it was episode number 343 on the woman eater with my friend Micah Harris. 
Micah directed me to the episode. I'm forever grateful to you, Micah, for doing so. Monster Kid Radio has introduced me to so very many movies that I would not have otherwise seen. Highlights are The Vampire Bat, Cave of the Living Dead, Condenda Live, Manos, and City of the Dead. But one of the best things about Monster Kid Radio is the new friends that I've made. Steve Sullivan, Scott and Tracy, Reber and Kenny, but especially you, Derek. You resurrected my Monster Kid. That makes you, Derek, my Dr. Frankenstein. Thank you so very much for all that you do for us Monster Kids. Happy 500th episode. On to at least another thousand more. Hey, Derek. This is Tracy from the Disney Indiana podcast. And I was calling to wish you a happy 500th anniversary episode. Um, huge milestone. Congratulations on that. And as far as um, favorite memories, I have a hard time getting that down. Of course, I've been fortunate enough to be on your show for a couple different episodes. Um, Invisible Woman, Wasp Woman, War of the Worlds, and It Conquered the World, I believe. And um, But what really gets to me about MKR is the community that you've created, both for the podcast and the Twitch stream at Monster Bash. So that, to me, is proof of your success, that you've found your community, you've helped develop that community, you've nurtured it. The fact that you focus on having guests on your shows and... You do such a good job of making people feel welcome and their opinions being valued. Even if you don't agree with them, you acknowledge that, what points they have, and yeah, you just make them feel like they belong. And that's something that Monster Kids don't always get. So thanks for such a great podcast and creating such a great community. And I wish you many more episodes. All the monster kids they know About their favorite podcast show Now there's 500 shows of MKR 500 shows, 500 shows 500 shows, 500 shows Now there's 500 shows Hey there, Derek. It's Kevin Slick coming to you here from the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. And congratulations on 500 shows of MKR. That's quite an achievement. And it's quite a great show. And I've enjoyed it very much. I like being on the show, of course. I love the highlight shows you did from Monster Bash. And uh, it's just all good. I'm looking forward to the next 500 and uh, seeing you sometime soon. Bravo. Congratulations. Excelsior. Thanks a lot.
All right, now that we're all here and mic'd up, I have an announcement about Monster Kid Radio. It's coming to an end. No. What? <laughs> Thank God. God. I'm shutting it down. <laughs> Not time. I'm going to say $5 a month on Patreon. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to zombies. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> dear God, no is TM. Jim all right, all right. And can only be used with permission. So I've got a handful of questions that are going to go into future decks potentially. And some of these have been asked on the show. People have heard them. But I put them all on my Kindle, and I'd like to go through them just to kind of see how they play. Okay. So, and like I said, most of, you, most of these have already been read on the show, but I want to see how they do here. Cool? Good. What's good? Wait, we didn't do the theme song. The Classic Five! <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm behind The Classic the classic The classic Substitute teacher moment. I'm just gonna wait till you guys are done. Yeah, yep. Like that always works. Subtle. <laughs> okay, let him start talking, then we can get. You, you good? You good? Got out of your system? You good? You good? Maybe for now, I don't know. The classic. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> All so I've got some that I want to put into the regular deck, and then some that I want to put into the the deep cut deck. So I'm just I'm just gonna start going down the list, and uh, maybe you guys can tell me too if it's too deep a cut or if it should go into the core. Yeah. Uh, the first one on my list is your. What is your favorite Mario Bava film? Black Sunday or Black Sabbath? I don't know how we want to do this. Start with Bava Girl. Go around the table. Bava Girl. Black Sunday. Because of Barbara Steele. Well, Barbara Steele and I, I. I don't know everything. It's Black Sunday is the perfect movie. It's perfect. Okay. Black Sabbath, because it scared the dickens out of me when I was a kid. The witch sequence with the ring. Oh, man. Well, plus Karloff is sexier. And, and Karloff. <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah no. no. <laughs> I, I, I want to point out, out that, that it was Derek that said that and not me. Just saying. I'll take either. <laughs> wow. All right. What about you, Jeff? See, I've got Steve and Dominique both by me. I think I'm more afraid of Dominique, so I'm going to say Black <laughs> Sunday. That is a good film. It is a proper, oh, yeah. amazing good. film. What about Kenny? Black Sabbath, Boris Karloff. That makes it for me. More Karloff. More Karloff. Always good. I'm going to wave it off. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Too deep for That's Tracy. one strike on Tracy. <laughs> Who's keeping score? It, well, ten more you, so clearly. Right. Ten more and you're out. Well, let's Black see. We've, it's tied right Black now. Sabbath. Black Sabbath? Oh, Black okay. Sabbath. Holds in the lead. Black Sunday. ACDC. <laughs> oh, I gotta go um, Black Sabbath because that's just a beautiful film. Okay. Black Sunday. Have you seen both of those films? I've seen Black Sunday. All right. <laughs> What's the tally up to now, Mr. Sullivan? I was not tallying. It's tied. 
And I'm just trying not to look at the person who's going to try to hit me. I'm trying not to look at Dominique while I give this answer. <laughs> Pretty. And she's like dodging around. As, as I say, Black Sabbath, you know, I know she's going to be mad at me. But for, please forgive me, Dominique. Well, Me. okay, to be fair, I'm pretty much always mad at you about something, so. <laughs> yeah, I evil eye works better. <laughs> We're on the same page there. <laughs> Round four. Wait, Derek, did we get Derek? These days I'm more in a Black Sunday mood. Because it's amazing. Um, it was on the cover of the most recent Scary Monsters. And Barbara Seal. Give me about a week. I'll go back to Karloff. Oh, yeah. I bounce back and forth all the time on it, especially after I see one. You know, if I've seen one, that's my favorite for a while. Well, and it is kind of a trick question because, I mean, they're both Bava films, so they're both, like, amazing. That's what I try to do with these questions that are like this or that. I try to find a link, whether it's a word and a title, same director, you know, that sort of thing. So, All right, the next one on my list is which movie do you prefer, The Leech Woman or The Wasp Woman? Oh, you're starting with me now? Well, no, let's let's keep the order so we don't get confused. So, um, Oh, yeah. Well, no, he's saying we should we should start with Dominique and then keep going in the same order so we know who's doing what. <laughs> Who was on first? The Wasp Woman. The Wasp Woman. I'm just going to take this one. Cool. I'm going to agree. Wasp, Wasp Woman, just because it's a cooler monster, although the Leech Woman is creepy. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. They, they make a great, great double, double feature. And they oh, have, totally. But okay, I'm going to go there because they have very different spirits because the leech woman is gross and sexist and nasty and the wasp woman is not. <laughs> really? Just because it's about women killing men to become beautiful and stuff like that? It's sexist? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, I never right? thought of that. <laughs> I just blew Steve's mind. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are brains all over the table. It's horrible. This is a brand new shirt, man. <laughs> wasp. Okay. I like, I like how just very minimalist. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going Wasp Woman too. Just the cooler monster. Both, they kind of blend in my brain. I'm not super overly familiar with them, but I remember the Wasp Woman's kind of cool. Well, seeing as I did a whole episode of MKR talking about the Wasp Woman, I think it's pretty easy to say, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> wasp Woman. Yeah. And you probably pulled from that a little bit for... Um, where's Keto? Yeah, where's Keto, yeah? Maybe? Maybe subconsciously, but I had other ideas that didn't make it to my design. So... Okay. I'm going to go Leech Woman because I am terrified of wasps. I turn into a 10-year-old girl and scream and run the other direction, so Leech Woman. <laughs> and I own it. Well, I'm going Wasp Women for two reasons. First of all, I really like the mask. Second of all, Susan Cabot is great, just flat out. I'm going with the Leech Woman because it just scared me more. Yeah. I'm going with the Wasp Woman. It's to me, it's just a better film. I just enjoy it. I enjoy the whole pre- premise of it, and uh, for the reasons that I already mentioned. It's just, yes, I enjoy, and also God disagrees. And also, <laughs> also, I, I love to see Rich watch his move with Rich and see him turn into a ten-year-old girl. <laughs> just be kind of interesting. <laughs> Not a pretty sound. Like, <laughs> oh yes. Yes, Scott's coming. I have no interest in seeing Rich turn into, or anybody that I know, turn into a 10-year-old screaming girl. Sicko. 
Wait, we have a latecomer. We have a latecomer. You want to sneak Scott in here? Plan 9 from outer space. <laughs> I second that. Is that how this evening's going to go with you? Yes, I try to always make sure that I promote the podcast that I'm on. Okay. <laughs> so every answer is going to be plan 9. To any question you can ask me. <laughs> Someone take his microwave. <laughs> Cut him off. I'm going to pick the leech woman so I can stick her on Scott. All right. Uh, let's see. The next one on here is, what is your favorite Vincent Price, Roger Corman film? Gee, ask us an easy one, why don't you? Okay, I'll go first because I actually have just an off the top of my head answer to this. It's The Haunted Palace. Haunted Palace? Yeah. yeah. Darn it, talk longer. Would you? Oh, I can think. <laughs> I would be more than happy to tell you all the reasons I love The Haunted Palace. Let me... Let me. <laughs> it's Long Cheney Jr. Right? Among other things. Why, why do you like it so much? Actually, for me, the big draw on that one is the art direction. Especially the use of color is so strong in all of the Corman Poe movies. But that one is actually different because he manages to use color and darkness at the same time in a way that he doesn't really do um, in the other movies. And I think that has largely to do with the fact that it's Lovecraft instead of Poe. It promotes that kind of dark aspect a little more. Well, Daniel Haller did the... Uh production design on that and then he would go on to do um die monster die and then the dunwich horror so i mean he was really kind of keyed into that lovecraft thing and it and it's got a ronald stein score right yeah yeah which is terrific i agree with everything she said but i'm, I'm gonna pick just to be different because, because that's a great choice <laughs> yep absolutely i'm gonna pick the mask of the red death for the for the color and all the the fact that it is a twisted film it's just the, twisted and it's good to see all those people get their just desserts the the interpretive dance LSD trip yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tales of Terror and Rich and I or I had watched it for the first time within the last couple of years and that uh, the drinking scene with Vincent Price and Peter Lorre is just yeah, amazing hilarious. hilarious so much so, fun yeah. I recently, I think the most recent one that I watched, and it's kind of my favorite now, it's so fresh in my memory, I really, really liked it, was Tomb of Lygia. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I thought it was really creepy. I thought the setting of it was amazing, where they were in some old ruins, I think they were in England when they filmed it, and I thought that was really cool. So, I'm going to say Tomb of Lygia. Mask of the Red Death is the only one I think I've seen, so by default, <laughs> that's going to get my vote. Highly recommend The Haunted Palace. Highly recommended. Yep. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's strike two against him, right? <laughs> Normally there's no way to lose this game, Scott. <laughs> I found a way. <laughs> Mitch? I'm um, going with Mask of Red Death as well. For the same reasons, or yeah, it's just I remember it, it. You know, I always say this, but it scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. It was just made an impression when I first saw it the first time, and it really scared me, and it made an impression. So I'm gonna go with the Raven. I absolutely love Ooh, that movie. Good choice. Uh, I've got a Mark Maddox painting on my wall right outside my office, and I like every day I just go by it and just, just there's so much good in that movie. I mean, you've got Peter Lorre and and. Uh, but Hazel Court is in that, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I don't know. That's I, that's been a childhood favorite of mine for as long as I can remember. So and it just still sticks with me. 
Well, I'm going to go with the pit and the pendulum because I really like the art design, you know, the, the design of the film. You've got Vincent Price being driven insane and then snapping and becoming his um, really vile father. And, of course, the last scene, I saw that when I was a kid, you know, um, where they say, we're going to lock this up and no one will ever come in here again. And no one realizes that Barbara Steele is still alive in the Iron Maiden. And all you see are her eyes wide open in terror. And that just freaked the living hell out of me when I was a kid. My eighth grade English teacher decided that was a good idea to show to the class. <laughs> awesome. And she had never watched the film before. Awesome. I just knew it was Edgar Allan Poe. And we were talking about Poe. And whoops. <laughs> I would also go with the pit and the pendulum, mostly for the same reasons. I was torn between two movies. I'm torn between The Raven and The Mask of the Red Death. It's just, it's just, it's it's so tough to go with. But I'm going to go with The Mask of the Red Death just because part of it, Steve stole a lot of my thunder. I guess we're like fellow Steves. We're looking at the color, <laughs> the red. And, and, and the hypnotism is still working. And, and, not, not that he's sitting across to me, and I'm get, I get, I'm, I'm get like Dominique and Steve Solomon just keep staring at me and doing these weird googly eyes and and finger rotations, and and, and surprisingly enough, it's like Steve Sullivan's scaring me more than Dominique. I don't know why, but I feel like it's all going to be over for me probably, and it's some kind of Cthulhu type death because Dominique will do something later tonight, and I'll never make it home. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Which movie are you going to pick? Not, not a movie is what he's doing. He's avoiding the question. Let me pick one. I said, I said The Mask of the Red Death for those that were not clear because they were still hoping for their movie. <laughs> there wasn't even one of the two. I went off on this random tangent that didn't have anything to do with the movie at all. Well, you were the one we said we should all go in the same order every time, right? Oh, no. I was the one who said it should be Star Wars. Oh, right. You're right. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I said, oh, no. That, that was Chris. That was Chris. Um, I was the one who suggested staying in the same order because the way this group is going, if we started staggering it, we'd get lost. It'd still be in the same order. It would just start with a different person and go around. I know it would be in the same order, but if we start with a different person, the way this group is going, we'd get lost. Strangely, there's only one drink on the table. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, what are they on? <laughs> Strangely, there's only one drink, drink on, on the, the table. table. <laughs> so I picked the Haunted Palace because it's awesome. <laughs> No, okay. Which movie? Planet of the Vampires or Planet of the Apes? Hey, Bubber Girl. <laughs> yeah, do I even have to answer this as Planet of the Vampires? Well, it's a lousy podcast. You can just stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just figured everybody at home would kind of assume by this point, but you know. <laughs> you damn dirty apes. <laughs> you didn't accidentally mix two questions, did you? Yeah, absolutely That's not. Planet of the Apes? Come what? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Planet of Vampires is beautiful, but I just don't get it. It's the story. <laughs> Planet of the Apes, iconic. Uh, I love them all. And part of my childhood, I was a Planet of the Apes fan and had all of the stuff that they came out with and had a Planet of the Apes Christmas even. So Planet of the Apes, it is. Nice. Again, I've never seen Planet of the Vampires, so Planet of the Apes wins by default, but it is an amazing movie. Yeah, we'll go with that. Well, let's see. Which one had more sequels, a television show, has been remade? 
Yes. Plan nine of the apes. That's what I was. You stole my thunder. It was going to be plan nine from outer space. Thank you. Uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. I love both movies, but I have to go with Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. One of the earliest movies I remember watching as a kid in the 1970s, and I still watch it about every two or three years. I go through all five movies and in the cartoon series and the television wow. series. So yeah. Mitch, was Planet of the Apes any influence on you with the makeup? Well, I, I was talking to um, Christopher Page the other day, but one of the first prosthetics I did was a Planet of the Apes, kind of trying to replicate that, and so I, I made a piece for me, and so I always loved that makeup and that design, and so. Yeah, cool. Okay, now, while I realize that there's one movie that is here that, on the question, that has five sequels, a TV show, and a cartoon... There's only one movie that Ridley Scott ripped off terribly when he shot Alien, and that is... Dark Star. (laughs) From Beyond Space. (laughs) Plan 9 from Outer Space. The terror from Plan 9, I don't know. Uh, No, it's got to be Planet of the Vampires. Don't get me wrong, I love Planet of the Apes, but Planet of the Vampires just looks so gorgeous, so beautiful. It's a a great... If you really watch it, you can see the scenes that Ridley Scott... Lifted. I mean, I know, I know. It Terror from Beyond Space is you know credited also because it's going through the air vents, but he really ripped off Planet of the Vampires for good reason because that movie is gorgeous. He totally did. No, absolutely. Um, I like both of them. Have you seen Planet of the Vampires? Yeah, I looked it up last night at like three a.m. <laughs> And that's what I was watching. Oh my you god! Had it a you seriously days ago. watched Planet of the Vampires when you were like doped up and weird because you didn't have any sleep? That's like perfect. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looked really good, and I didn't fall asleep. That is perfect. He was not doing dope. However, that's, that's however, correct. the one drink on the table is in front of him. Actually, actually no. what I happens will at the bash? It is in front of Chris McMillan, but it is like diagonally in front of me, so he's not really. I'm not drinking it. Um, yeah, I'm going with Planet, Planet of the Vampires. I must have Planet Night from Outer Space. <laughs> Yeah, I have not seen Planet of the Vampires yet. We do own it, though, and, I, and I've talked to Dominique about this, and she said she understood that I'm going to watch it in the relatively soon. Uh, soon, so it's like she's she's giving me a pass. But a Planet, but Planet of the Apes, I saw growing up so many times, and I think if you count the, the classic sequels with what the the remake and then the other ones that have come out, how many Scott? Scott, how many movies would that probably make? Would that make about nine movies then? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> you see, the remakes and the sequels are why I went with Planet of the Vampires. <laughs> it's true. You're never going to get that with a box. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I'm just saying, Planet of the Apes, Heston. I, just, I could just say Charlton Heston and end it there. <laughs> well, and that's why I did my Joshua Kennedy Memorial Charlton Heston impersonation when I was asked. But <laughs> Planet of the Vampires. It's a good film. What's no, up? Planet of the Vampire Apes. <laughs> I would 1,000% be down with that. I would Problem solved. <laughs> okay, one, two, three. There's at least four riders at the table. Right. Why hasn't this happened yet? <laughs> I don't know. Because someone Dude. just said it two minutes ago. <laughs> it's got to happen.
So, um... Planet of the Apes. We assume we're talking about the original Planet of the Apes. Uh, the one with Marky Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I think everyone wants to change your answer now. <laughs> Wasn't it Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch? <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about. <clears throat> Banana suit? Oh, God. <laughs> Didn't she have like, uh, banana pants back in the day? <laughs> I wish we were going to talk about banana pants other than what he's trying to bring up. Yes. I'm going to let it go. I'm just going to let it hang. That's just for you and me, buddy. Yes, it was hung. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one might be for the deep cut. Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine or Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. Jeez. One was directed by Mario Bava. One's a better movie. <laughs> Does the Bava one at least look good? Uh, <laughs> Not really. The transfers that have made their way over here really don't look that great. Yeah. Because it, it, it's a thing. <laughs> what do you think, Dominique? I'm going to abstain from this one because I'm not going to say anything bad about the maestro. <laughs> I, I'm going to confess that I cannot remember which is which. Well, one's a better movie. Right. I remember one's a better movie, but I don't remember which one it is. Frankie Avalon. Is in the original... Is in the good one. <laughs> And it's got the Dr. Goldfoot. And the Bikini, that's the one. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, this may just be an opportunity for me to bag on girl bombs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen either of them, Joe? Uh, I've only seen the first one. Okay. So it is the better of the two that I've seen. Yeah. How do you all not have, like, the double DVD set of this thing? Um, different companies own them. Really? Different companies own I the rights to those films. double DVD set. They might at this point, but at, at this point, they are on like different studios. I think Kino Lorber produced or put both on Blu-ray. They might have acquired the rights for it, but they're, yeah. they're out there. I, I meant to, they have that. They have a sale. They have a sale all the time. And I, I have not seen these movies, so I can't comment. But I've been meaning to buy them at some point soon. Spencer Bright, man. Yeah, I think it's I, too, I think it's too deep a cut, but I don't because I can't remember which is which. So, and I think that the uh, and there's no okay, monsters. No, there's, there's no monsters involved. So, you know they're robots, right? There is a myth. That counts. Never seen either, but I love the titles. <laughs> <laughs> which title do you like better? Probably the Bikini Machine. So, which of the first eight plans was the Bikini Machine? Pass. <laughs> Skip him. Listen to the Plan Nine Minute by Minute podcast. <laughs> I'm, I've actually seen both within the last three or four years, so I'm going to go with Bikini Machine. It's sad, isn't it? Girl Bombs should be good. It should be, but it's you, not. You would think with that title it would be, but I got Bikini Machine. I've never seen either of these movies completely, but I've seen parts of the Bikini Machine one and parts of the Girl Bombs one, and I like the parts of the Bikini Machine one better. Well, <laughs> that's a 19-year-old boy telling you the girls are prettier in the first one. <laughs> yeah, it's Bikini Machine. It has to be all day. It just it has to be. It's because Girl Bombs is not great. Girl Bombs was Vincent Price gets to go on vacation to Italy and make a movie when he has some downtime. <laughs> Has anyone seen the television special they had to promote? Was that the first one? I think it was after the first one. It might have been for the second. But yeah, it's like it's like a half hour yeah. kind of bridging thing. It's, yeah, it's odd. Yes. Hmm. 
Alright, how about um, what's your favorite monster plant movie? I know what I know what Scottlevick. No, because I'm going to go with Day of the Triffids because I think Triffids are freaking adorable and I love them. Have you ever made one? No, it's on my list though. Ooh, cool. I'm going to make Triffids. Plushy Triffids. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. The first thing that sprang into my head was Maneater of Hydra. (laughs) Because I was looking for that earlier today and didn't find it here when I was looking for it. I I think I'm going to go with um, Godzilla vs. Biollante to really take it off of the map. <laughs> but someone's going to then say something I'm going to like better and I'm going to have to back off of that. I would have never gone to that. That's I love amazing. Violenta. Oh, so do I. It's a great film. Does Island of Death count or Silicon's plans? No. Okay. <laughs> well, that was, that was definitive. The peanut gallery has spoken. <laughs> They're not. Jeez, They're single-celled deep. life forms blown up to, into giant, giant size. Giant raviolis is what they are. Right, yeah. <laughs> With chicken noodle soup inside them. Just shut Jeff down. I mean, jeez. <laughs> I love the movie. I'd have voted for that if it, if it was right. <laughs> I, I, I'm having trouble thinking of one. I mean, I love the little shop of horrors, the... Oh, isn't the thing? Isn't that a plant? Oh, you're right. Thing from another world. Yeah. I changed my answer now. Violent is still cool. I didn't think about. I'm going to say one that maybe people don't think about, and it's not really my favorite plant movie exactly, but I really like this. I want to mention. And the thing about that is I saw it when I was very small uh, in San Antonio, Texas. My brothers would wake me up Friday nights to watch Project Terror, which was the hosted uh, uh, shock package channel in San Antonio, Texas. And um, they woke me up just to scare me. And that movie scared me. And I did not eat mushrooms on my pizza, probably for 15 years, because they convinced me if I did, I would turn into a mushroom person. (laughs) Good choice. I'm having a hard time deciding which little shop of horrors I would choose. I mean, the musical, you know, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, perfection. Pop Schwab, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, but there's a lot to be said for Roger Corman's just goofy little movie that's a lot of fun. If I remember right, the guy who plays, the, what's the character, what's the... Seymour Muchnick? The guy who plays that character in the original Roger Corman film directed Man Eater of Hydra. I will be furiously checking my phone while Scott answers. <laughs> For me, I also, it's boiled down between two movies, and that's Little Shop of Horrors, the musical, or Little Shop of Horrors, the, Mu- Little Shop of Horrors, the musical with the original ending. The original ending on that movie is really good. It came, the Blu-ray that came out here recently just had the, the lost ending re- restored where the plants actually take over the world, and I, it is on the Blu-ray version. And... As what Tracy said, Ashman and Menken's music is just phenomenal. And being Disney fans, they've done so much Disney work as well. I can't go against the the musical for my pick, and I really think it's the one with the original ending. Mel Wells. 
Mel Wells is the actor who played Mushnik in the original Little Shop of Horrors. And he directed Man-Eater of Hydra, also known as Island of the Doomed. My pick? No, I, I'm going to go with Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That, that one's an insidious movie where it just it sneaks up on you and it's just... I stole your thunder, I'm sorry. <sighs> he stole my thunder. I just I couldn't come up with one and that yeah. So... Uh, which version, though? The original. Original? Yeah, the original. Although the 78 version is is great for, in, you know, and the chance to see Leonard Nimoy in a non-Star Trek role, but I'd have to go with the original. And I saw the 78 version in the theater when the dog comes out and oh, licks and slips. I, someone screamed yep. in the theater. That, that was point. probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the other two versions after that are best left forgotten. So well, there was one in the nineties too. Yeah, the nineties one was okay. I, I yeah, I heard it ran into some budget cutting issues and things like that. And they couldn't finish it the way they wanted to. So, but it's not bad. Um, for those of you who are like me and yet have yet to buy a Blu-ray player. The original ending of Little Shop of Horrors is also available on DVD. I thought that was the case because yeah. I, I've seen it. Yeah, and it is the much better ending, and that was going to be my original answer until Dominique reminded me that one of my favorite alien invasion films happens to have a super carrot in it, drinking the blood of a bunch of people you know, up in the Ar- er, up in the Arctic. So I got to go with the thing from another world because James Arness is the scariest damn super carrot out there. Second the motion. <laughs> <laughs> All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. Okay, now, I was going to go with the thing from another world. I was going to go with the tango. I like the Godzilla versus Biollante. That, that threw me off. But I'm going to give a love to a hidden gem that nobody's mentioned. Yes, that one. Navy versus the night creatures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought you were going with From Hell It Came. Oh. <laughs> I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my answer. I love the murder tree. What was it? What, what? Who doesn't love the murder tree? From Hell It Came to Bonga the Murder Tree. Bonga, yeah. Bonga. Well, did it, well, you could have won with that one too, Chris. I mean, I'm just saying. But I want to show some love to the Navy. They took out the night creatures. I mean, yes, there, it, there's a lot of weirdness to it. It's the special effects, but... The story is pretty good until they get to that special effects with the tree. If it would have been a little bit better, there could have really came off nice. This film has my favorite Leonard Malton review. One, look at the title. Two, examine the cast. Three, be aware that the plot involves carnivorous trees. Four, don't say you weren't warned. (laughs) (laughs) And and the way I responded, don't say you weren't warned or you will not have a good time. And, and I think I have a movie to add to my bad, you know, best of the worst possible draws with this one. <laughs> What's up, Matt? No, uh, not too long. It was, it's been maybe a couple years now, but I had watched my copy of Navy versus the, or versus the Night Monsters and uh, Mamie Van Doren. So I, I got, she has a website. So I, I went out there and found that she was still selling pictures, autographed pictures. I got to get a, a Mamie Van Doren picture. So I found one, sent my money. And it says, to whom should we, you know, to, to, who should be inscribed to? I wrote Mitch. And so I get my picture, and it's autographed to Mike. Love, <laughs> Mimi Van Doren. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, my brother's name is Mike, so he may get it as a present someday. <laughs> 
So the one that I would pick is actually the movie itself isn't all about killer plants, but a segment of it is Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. One of the stories in that, there's the vines and all that. Yeah. I just recently watched that too. That was it holds up. That is a good one. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Um, what classic monster movie would you show as part of a double feature with Godzilla, the original? So, so, so you're asking your movie, what, what movie do accompany Gojira, is what you're saying? I'm going to go with the two that battled each other in the Frightful Four. Put King Kong, the original one, and match them together because one star- led to the process, the other one being done. Without King Kong, there would not have been a Godzilla down the road. Yes, there are other movies involved too, but that was part of the parentage, the heritage that led to the Godzilla. I think putting two together for a giant monster movie fan would be would be really nice. Or if you wanted to go with something because of the seriousness of it, I would say also King Kong versus Godzilla, and then everybody leaves happy. And Ben and I actually saw them do that as a double hitter um, in a the movie theater. Where was Gojira with King Kong versus Godzilla? And it was a fun. It was a fun time. Gojira and King Kong. Okay, so I have two. I would say if you wanted to keep it kaiju giant monsters, the giant claw. And if you wanted a complete change of pace, I would say the ghost breakers or busters. Not ghostbusters, the the comedy one. Ghost breakers. Yes, yes. Because it's a complete different film. It's much more lighthearted, totally different subject. Okay, I had to think for a second, because I was thinking Godzilla versus King Kong, which is a great idea, but I would actually go with a uh, different giant lizard. I'd, I'd pair up Gojira with the beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Ooh, good, I was going to say that. Now well, I'll have I'm sorry, mine. yeah. <laughs> well, you've got more time to think than I did. Um, I think that would be a really, really fun one, because you, you could look at um, the beast and see where they were thinking about going with Godzilla because they were talking about doing it stop motion um, it would be I, th- I think it would be a fun one I really do oh <laughs> I'm sorry you were holding out your hand it was a, I just I thought yeah uh, I thought, I'm sorry I thought you were reaching for the mic and I didn't want to hog it too much hey Chris I was going to say it may make an interesting triple feature ooh Beast and then Godzilla and then you got the full the progression heritage heritage and then the next day the giant claw on its own (laughs) (laughs) three times (laughs) that would be chronological too right (laughs) because claw comes after those two and you can see the progression from Gojira to the giant claw right full day of the giant claw some massive edit that just adds so many more selfies to the weather balloon scene (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with King Kong. I, I, I agree. I think that'd be an awesome double feature. I'm, I'm going to go with Gorgo. I just, I just had that in my hand today, and I wish I would have bought the disc. It was too expensive. That mod- I've been looking at that model for three years now, and every time I see it, it's just a little bit more expensive Gorgo. than I want to pay for it. Gorgo. Gorgo. Plan 9 in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with another surprise reptile, and that would be Valley Iguanji. 
you can't see it because this is all audio, but we all just pointed at her and smiled. <laughs> I like Chris's choice, but for a different reason. I'd like to be a beast from 20,000 Fathoms just so we can see how much better stop-motion animation is than Man in the Suit. I like Godzilla and everything, but I love stop-animation, so... Who doesn't? Everybody loves stop-mo. All right, I'm going to be really out there. Here's one that's not Monster Kid Radio. I'd play it with Seven Samurai, because I think that's two amazing Japanese movies from roughly the same era dealing with really serious human issues, and I think it would be an amazing double feature. But on Monster Kid Radio, Gojira and Rodan, of course. <laughs> Seven Samurai is my favorite movie of all time. Nice. It's number three for me. if you me. haven't seen it yet, Derek, shame oh, yeah? on you. I have not seen it in a very long time is what I was going to say. I saw it in film school. Back when I thought I was going to be a filmmaker when I grew up, everybody take a drink. We watched that one and uh, Ron back-to-back. Oh, all right. I've had plenty of time to think now. Actually, I'm going to go completely off the rails. I would pair Gojira and the giant Gila monster. (laughs) Well, here's my thing. That is completely off the rails. I I came to Gojira really late. So for me, it's all about nukes and like children crying. And it's just a super heavy movie for me. And I actually was like screwed up for the rest of the day after I saw it. So for me, it's like, okay, you watch Gojita first, you get super heavy, you start drinking, and then you watch the giant Gila monster and you're just like, woo! <laughs> Don't they both have train wrecks too? So yeah, there's even like a exactly. there. I like it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you, yeah. you unwind, you decompress with the giant Gila monster. There you go. I don't know what I would pick. I felt like I was on a on a path to finding something, and then that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Kong would be a good one. Gorgo's good. Gorgo's a good pick. You know you want to say it, Derek. Say Reptilicus. Say it. <laughs> I don't want to say Reptilicus. Frankenstein the world. Oh my God! Right? Ooh. Right? Or the Gargantuas. You know what? Gamera. The original Gamera. All right. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, uh, let's see. If you could live inside what uh, any classic monster movie, which one would it be? Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Really? Come on, you know how screwed up I am. <laughs> Dude, I'm just thinking, most of Cabinet of Dr. Caligari is kind of like uh, unreliable narrator, and it's really all just a bunch of people in an asylum wandering around. Yeah. Okay. Dominique is in. I can't believe I have to explain this to somebody who's known me for years, but okay. <laughs> if I could be one of the heroes and not one of the guys on the log, I'd, I'd take uh, King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys on the log. If you could live inside any classic monster movie, what would it be? Okay. If I can be a villain, I want to be in the Hammer, any of the Hammer Vampire hey, series. Do whatever you want. <laughs> We get to be a villain. I get to be Baron Frankenstein, man. You, t- you totally do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, speaking of Baron Frankenstein, it, it'd have to be a Hammer film just so I could be in the world of Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, and all the Hammer girls. I don't know what one particularly. The Vampire Lovers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 one. <laughs> I'm gonna say destroy all monsters because I think it'd be cool to live in Japan in the 60s. 
I think it'd be cool to be in a place where you got all the monsters just like on an island. You can watch them and you know, see what they're doing. I know it's a pain when they get loose and all the alien stuff, but if you're in the right place at the right time, you probably wouldn't even notice it, and then you just go keep on living in 60 Japan. So I think destroy a monster. There you go. I'm going to go with the Wolfman, because who wouldn't want to go to the Festival of the New Wine? Good choice. Also, Lon Chaney Jr. was really hot back in the day. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we'll go with that, too. <laughs> well, my choice, I would definitely not survive, but what a way to go. Twins of evil. <laughs> I'm really blanking on this. I'm, I think I need more time. So I'm going to pass right now. Well, this doesn't count for you because you live in the Mimiverse anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to go with any particular movie, but I would go with, with anything in the Godzilla range, and I'd want to be the owner of a construction company. <laughs> I would be the richest man on the planet. Yeah. That's what the guy at Happy Land thought, too, in Godzilla vs. <laughs> the Thing. <laughs> as long as you're not in the insurance business, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> Okay, um, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Just all that magic, all that. Oh, that's a good one. That's actually the one I answered. When you asked me this on the show, that was my answer, I think. <laughs> or, or, or on a, the Cyclops spit. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's one of those places where I probably wouldn't survive either. But I want to be on the space station when the green slime show up. <laughs> <laughs> You go, you blow up the asteroid, and I don't know where on that spinning wheel in space they store all that booze, but it's one hell of a party until the green slime show up. Um, and, I mean, all the costumes and space. and Space. And you get to play a great theme song. Green slime. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get away with talking about green slime without singing green slime. You see, like, I was thinking really hard about thinking of something that I would survive, then I would have fun. And then somebody mentioned Godzilla, so I started thinking of Final Wars, which is way out of the zone. But I'm going to go with Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Up. I was going to be like Mitch and go with Sinbad, but and, I, and a lot of these other ones are great. But, you know, after we talked about it earlier, what better place to be than in the same world as Dr. Goldfoot in the bikini <laughs> I'm just saying. And it also has a great song, Chris. <laughs> and if I'm going to die, I'm dying with a smile. Get <laughs> the phone that one, buddy. <laughs> I... Hmm. It would be easy to be all like, I love the hammer stuff for the Universal Worlds, but I'm going to go a little outside. I'm going to talk, uh, this is a movie that I covered on the show with Rod Barnett. It's called Wild Wild Planet. It's, I, I love the aesthetic, the look, the funkiness of that world. I love the little car things driving around the space stations and everything else. I love that there's so many uh, little Euro spy-ish type touches to this Italian science fiction movie. Uh, there are four films in the series, so there's lots of places to explore. So yeah. The Green Slime is actually considered like the adjunct fifth film in that series, right? It might be in the same world, but yeah, I mean, eh. But yeah, Wild Wild Planet for me. I like that one a lot. Wild, Derek. Wild. Uh-huh. Um, He's regretting the next question. You can already tell. 
<laughs> uh, this came up, so I thought, okay, let's try this one. What is your favorite non-lawn werewolf film? I am going to bow out of this one, and I will take the abuse, because I don't like werewolf movies. Really? Not at all? Nope. Not even the Nashy ones? Nope. Uh, Lon Chaney came up earlier, so I thought, you know, yeah. let's throw that one out. Now, here's here's my dilemma, because they're all Nashy films. They have, like, a half a million titles to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pick the one I think is the right one, which is Werewolf Shadow, which is, I know, among my top two or three Nashy werewolf films... And I think that's the right one, but I wouldn't swear. So, Werewolf Shadow, Paul Nashy. Derek's checking, just to be sure. I'm just making sure I, I don't know what it is, so... Yeah, I, I've got to go more modern. I The Howling, American Werewolf in London, when those two came out, it, they, it was about the same time. And I just think Howling is... I like it much better than uh, American Werewolf in London. I'm going to say The Howling. I grew up with Curse of the Werewolf, and I love the werewolf design. I don't think there's enough werewolf in that movie. It takes a lot of time, a lot of time for him to get on, and he goes pretty quick. So uh, I like the design of that one. It's a little bit out of the range of Monster Kid Radio, but and it's just more of a nostalgic favorite, though it doesn't hold up as well. But I like the Boy Who Cried Werewolf, and then. Uh, like Jeff, I have a heart for those 80s ones. I was 16, 17, and I was able to go to R-rated movies and <laughs> was able to see The Howling, and I love The Howling, too. So I named three, but... I'm going to go with Curse of the Werewolf as well because Oliver Reed. I mean, charism, char- um, charismatic all over the place. And also a little shout-out to uh, What We Do in the Shadows because they're werewolves, not swearwolves. Really, the first one that popped into my mind is Oliver Reed and Curse of the Werewolf. I actually like that movie better than a lot of the lawn werewolf movies. I agree with the, the, the Curse of the Werewolf. That one's a pretty strong film. I, I really enjoy that one. But another one I want to revisit that's been on my mind late, lately is Wolf with Jack Nicholson. I want to see that one again. I saw it originally, and I, I do want to see it again. It's, it's been kind of percolating. I, I, I just introduced Carla to this a couple weeks ago, so I'm going to go with the Monster Squad. How'd it go over? She loved it. Yeah, she loved it. Good. Scott's never seen that movie. Still never seen that movie. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's good. Uh, Okay, I love The Howling, and I love American Werewolf in London, and those will be my pick, but this is Monster Kid Radio. Um, And while I love Curse of the Werewolf, the first one that came to mind was a Fred Sears movie, The the, The Werewolf. Um two scientists experiment with this guy who's nearly dead in an auto accident and he turns into a werewolf makes no sense but it's enjoyable it's really pretty well paced and it's fun like i said i love curse of the werewolf i just wanted to go a little outside i'm gonna go with the first universal werewolf movie which is werewolf of london that doesn't star lon cheney jr and it was a lot less commercially successful but that would be my pick alright I was going to go with a werewolf of London just because it's sitting in the classic thing but really I'm, if I was to go by my heart and actually pick the werewolf movie I like of all the werewolf movies doesn't matter where Lon's in it or not for me it's always been an American werewolf in London it's just I saw it at the right time and it's just 
I still love it. I still love the special effects. I mean, it's just amazing. The transformation, not cutaway scene. Uh, it, it's also, it's, it was totally, when I saw one of being on all fours, it's just totally for me because I was so used to just, like, the Wolfman, but this is the full wolf version. And it's just, I don't know, I just love that movie. No love for I Was a Teenage Werewolf? Come on, man. I haven't seen it. I'm I'm failing again. No, you're not. You're not failing. No, again. I'm not failing you at Susan all. Susan Hart's failing me. Susan Hart has got the rights to that locked up and won't let it go. Um, the last question on here: uh, Who is on your Mount Rushmore of monsters? Like the actual monsters? Yeah. Monsters. Phantom of the Opera. The Mummy. Which one, Karloff? Karloff. Karloff. Um, uh, Prudence Hyman from the Gorgon. Mothra. (laughs) It's a nice mix. I like it. (laughs) Mine would probably be the standard Universal Monsters, but what if if one was King Kong and he was giant and then the other... What if they were actually life-size and then so then the other... We'd had King Kong and then, let's say, Wolfman, Lon Chaney, Boris Karloff, Frankenstein, and uh, Bela Lugosi, Dracula. King Kong... Emir from 20 Million Miles to Earth, Cyclops from Seven Voyages of Sinbad, and then the fourth one, Talos from Jason and the Argonauts. Wow, I like that. Well, I'm going to go with Karloff's Frankenstein and The Bride, get some, get some women in there, Gilman, and then, yeah, probably Lugosi's Dracula. Go which one? I'm sorry. Lugosi's Dracula. Silver Mitch, it's the moon zombie, the bat, and <laughs> the giant spider. No, it's just going to go straight across universals. You know, Karloff's Frankenstein, Karloff's Mummy, Bela Lugosi's Dracula, and then Lon Chaney Jr.'s Werewolf. Wolfman, I mean. I'm going to go with uh, Lon Chaney Sr. as the Phantom. Uh, I'm going to go with Karloff as the Mummy, Christopher Lee as Count Dracula, and I'm going to go with the Gill Man. Well, I was trying to figure out how to put a child, uh, one of the children of the Hydra's teeth up there without it just being a nondescript skull. Because then you could think it's the screaming skull or something. So I'm gonna, Nothing wrong with that. On the Mount Rushmore. <coughs> but number one would be the Gilman. James Arness as the thing from another world. The Bride of Frankenstein. And Lon Chaney's Wolfman. Gojira... King Caesar, Rodan, and Mothra. King Caesar, huh? Just mouth that I'm King Caesar because I'm just even I'm in shock that I'm his dad. So, <laughs> but that's his list. That's his mountain. Oh, right. I like it. I, I like it too. I was just it just he just threw me for a loop. I don't know if you knew this, but I'm like the world's biggest kaiju Godzilla fan. Steve, I love that. That's great. I thought that was me. Yeah, I thought it was Ben. I don't know. <laughs> Ben turned me on to Godzilla. I didn't know anything about Godzilla until my son talked to me about it. Everything I needed to learn about Godzilla, I learned from my son. <laughs> okay, so I think I think the first head of the mountain for, should be no shock to anybody. Godzilla, um, by far. And then I'd have the thing from another world because it's just such, he's just so great. King Kong has to be there. And then the creature from the Black Lagoon... And my fifth one, because everybody knows there's a fifth head. It's the Invisible Man, you know, which was easy for them to do, and it's always there. <laughs> you took my joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you wait to the end. 
Uh, mine would be Carl Lemley Jr. Uh, Ray Harryhausen. Interesting. Uh, James Whale. But I'm, I'm having a trouble coming up with a fourth one. But I, I would rather do the ones behind the scenes that brought us all of this stuff than the people that were on the screen. Terrence Jack Ar- Fisher. Jack Arnold. Terrence Fisher would be a good one. What about yeah. a Shira Honda? Yeah. Uh, Pierce. Jack, Jack Pierce. Jack Pierce would be another good one. Pierce, yeah. yeah. So they're on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I want Nosferatu on mine. I really want Max Shrek on there somewhere. And then the Gill Man, of course. Uh-oh. Something's coming. Say it. Inspector Clay? Inspector <laughs> Clay. <laughs> Listen to the Plan 9 minute-by-minute minute podcast, please. I'm being serious. I think that would be interesting. And you mix the you know, prestige, not so much. Well, then, in that, in that same vein, Ed Wood would be on mine. <laughs> I don't know who my fourth would be. I was going to be funny and say, like, the master, but no. Well, okay. Does Peter Cushing's Baron Frankenstein count yeah, as a monster? Cushing as a, as a monster, probably. Vincent Price? Uh, no, it would it'd probably be like a Dr. Frankenstein. Like in House of Fra- Baron Frankenstein. Baron Frankenstein. We have been going for an hour and a half, and I've been having fun, but I'm out of my new questions, and I feel like some of us are starting to fade a little bit, so maybe kind of bring this to a close. brings us to the end of this episode of monster kid radio finally i am recording this at 10 14 a.m on thursday morning this episode should have been released at least eight hours ago if not longer than that just took a lot of work to edit that whole classic five thing and that was a lot of fun don't get me wrong but it was a lot of work so i apologize for this being a little late i do want to answer a couple of things that came up during the big Congratulations on 500 episodes thing. Uh, First of all, I think I've mentioned this on the stream, and I may have mentioned it here on the show. If I haven't, I'll mention it now. I'll explain it now. The reason I was doing uh, two episodes a week at the very beginning of the show was I wanted to, forgive me, uh, artificially increase my numbers. I really wanted to get more episodes under my belt because I felt like I had lost a little bit of traction because I had stopped Mail Order Zombie. I was doing the monthly show with Down Place, but I didn't do Monster Kid Radio. So I wanted to get my numbers up, kind of beef them up a little bit. The content itself didn't change. I did a regular recording. I just cut it in half and put it out on a Tuesday and a Thursday before finally just saying, you know what? This is dumb. Let's just put it out on Thursday and call it good. Also, you know, over the years, we've tried a couple of different things here on the show. When it comes to the podcast releasing, there was a period of time where I stopped numbering the episodes. I think it was in the triple digits, but I felt like maybe if an episode or a podcast had so many episodes, it would be intimidating for somebody to come in brand new to discover the show or check out the show. So instead of putting podcast numbers, I just put the date on them. But I didn't see any change in download numbers or, or interactions on Facebook or anything like that. So, yeah, I just said whatever and went back to numbering the episodes. I kept the numbering in place. In fact, if you look at the old file numbers, ah, almost got through this without making any mistakes. I'm just going to let this go out raw. 
I, if you go back and you look at the old file names for those episodes in particular, they still say what episode number it is. If you want to call in and leave any feedback for the show about this episode or any of the previous 499 episodes, you can always email me at monsterkidradio at gmail.com, or you can call the voicemail line at 503-479-5657. That's 503-479-5MKR. That information can be found on our website over at monsterkidradio.net, where you can find a link to Kenny's letter. Letterboxed database. Is that what you call it? A database? Letterboxed is Letterboxed without the letter E in there. You just go over there and look up Monster Kid Radio and you can see all the hard work that Kenny's been doing over the years where he goes through and lists every single movie that's ever been covered here on the show and you can even find out who the guest was, I believe. He also has archived the 1951 Down Place episodes and I think he even stuck in the Creature Connection episodes that we did. Again, way back in the day. So go check that out if you're interested in seeing everything that we've covered in the past. Big thanks to Kenny for that. Big thanks to Kenny and Mark for their segments this week. You can follow what Mark's up to on his podcast by looking up the Monster Study Group at anchor.fm. I'm stoked that he wants to stick around through Ultraman 80 over at the Beta Capsule reviews that he does, which means I guess I got to keep producing the show until he gets to Ultraman 80, which is fine by me because I'm having a blast doing the show and yeah i'm not going to get sick of you anytime soon mark you're welcome to keep doing the beta capsule reviews as long as you're able and willing my friend really appreciate it of course i appreciate all the other contributors we've had over the years here on the show whether that was jeff with the weird wednesday report miss that man you're always welcome back on the show i hope you know that dr tongue professor green green yeah no jerry green I didn't sleep last night because I've been working on this show. Uh, listeners, I'm just going to go ahead and wrap up here. There are plenty of other comments to make about the messages that were left for me. I just want to sum everything up by saying thank you so much for all of your support over the years here at Monster Kid Radio. I have no plans on stopping anytime soon. So, yeah, we're in it for the long haul, gang. Again, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. I wouldn't be able to do this episode or this podcast without you guys and gals backing me up with, like I said at the top of the show, sharing the posts and retweeting tweets, uh, maybe through Patreon or just listening to the show, sending me feedback, whatever. And if we ever do get an opportunity to meet up again in person at a Monster Bash or meet up for the first time, I'll bust out that Classic 5 deck and We'll play a very unorganized game of Classic 5, and I might even record it, and this time do it a little bit better so it doesn't take an all-nighter to edit the whole thing. Okay, what's coming up next week on the show? I have no idea. I've got nothing in the can. I've got nothing scheduled. There will be an episode, but I have a feeling I might be taking it a little easier next week to kind of make up for the fact that I didn't take it very easy this week. So, uh, you know, if you have any specific questions you want me to answer about Monster Kid Radio or me and my Monster Kid Dumb or my writing, anything, we'll do an Ask D Anything session. But beyond that, I don't know what we're doing. If you have any suggestions call it in or shoot me an email or contact me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Uh, in the meantime, remember that Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives. <gasps> 3.0 unported license. My name is Derek M. Cook. I will talk to everybody next week. And I'm going to steal what Jeff said in his voicemail. Have fun, do good, and watch monster movies. <laughs>